Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. They were wise men. Magi. That's the Greek word that Matthew uses. Magi could refer to magicians and, and not just conjurer of tricks, but, but those who practice magical arts. Magi could refer to interpreters of dreams or, or interpreters of important events. Magi were often counselors to kings. These magi in Matthew's gospel were probably scholars who studied the heavens, scholars who observed the night sky, learned men who marked the movement and pattern of the stars and planets. But they didn't simply study their movement. They sought to understand what the stars and planets were communicating. They wanted to know what the stars and planets were saying, for they believed that the heavens and the earth were interconnected. And here's what I mean. They believed that something important was happening on earth and it would be reflected in the stars. And if there was an event in the heavens, then there must be a corresponding event on the earth. This is why magi were considered wise. They could understand the movement of the stars. They could interpret the language of the stars. These wise men were from the east probably Persia, in the region previously known as Babylon, near the Tigris and Euphrates River, now modern-day Iraq, which means they were Gentiles, non-Jews, outside of God's chosen people, outside of God's covenant. Gentiles who were considered idolaters by Jews, worshiping creation, rather than the creator. These wise men, these magi, observed an event in the night sky. They observed a star, an unusual star, a different star, a rising star, a star in the west. Perhaps they observed a comet. And Halley's comet appeared somewhere between 12 and 11 BC, but that's a, a bit early for the story. Maybe it was a, a nova or a supernova, a, a star explosion that's visible in the sky for months. Maybe it was a planetary conjunction. In the year 7 BC, Saturn and Jupiter converged within the constellation of Pisces. Or maybe it was simply a miracle of God. Well, the wise men understood this star to be a message. They understood it to be an announcement, a proclamation in the heavens that a king was born, a king of the Jews. So these wise men, and we're not, we're not told how many, <clears throat> they traveled west, they traveled to Israel, they traveled to Jerusalem seeking this new king because they desired to worship him, honor him. They desired to pay homage to the one of whom the star spoke. And when they arrive in Jerusalem, they start asking, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? 
Surely everyone knew. Surely everyone had celebrated his coming. Can you imagine their surprise? Can you imagine their astonishment when no one knew what they were talking about? What new king? We don't have a new king. You're wrong. No new king has been born here. The only king that we have is Herod. Now, by the time the wise men arrived in Jerusalem, Herod had ruled over God's people for 30 years. Herod was politically Roman, religiously Jewish, ethnically half Arabic, and culturally Greek. He was appointed king by the Roman Empire and, and, and was never really fully accepted by God's people. Toward the end of his reign, he became excessively paranoid. He was constantly worried about plots to assassinate him and take his throne, so much so that he ruthlessly killed his wife and three of his sons. When Herod heard that the wise men were seeking a newborn king, he became troubled. And not only Herod, Matthew tells us, but all Jerusalem with him. Herod was the kind of ruler, if he was troubled, everyone else was too troubled at what this paranoid king might do. Well, the new king, the one announced in the heavens, the one that the Magi sought, was not in Jerusalem. The star only got the wise men so far. God used his created order to speak to these magi. God used his creation to get them to Jerusalem, but it didn't get them to the king. It didn't get them to Jesus. Creation can speak to you. Have you ever been awed by the colors of a sunset? Have you ever been amazed by countless stars in a night sky away from the lights of the city? Have, have you ever been astonished by a mountaintop view or astounded by a sunrise on the beach? And in, in such moments, the majesty, the glory, the beauty of the world around you can give you a real sense that there must be a creator, one who is more majestic, more glorious, more beautiful than what you're seeing. It can give you a real sense that all oh, this just didn't happen by chance but it will only get you so far. Creation will only get you so far. The star will only guide you to Jerusalem. It won't take you to the king. It won't take you to Jesus. I mean, this is also true of science or reason or philosophy or, or feeling or experience. Your, your reason might point you to an unmoved mover. Philosophy might point you to a ground of all being. Feelings may point you to an inner yearning for eternity. Experience may tell you that something is watching over you, but they only get you so far. The star will only guide you to Jerusalem. It won't take you to the king. It won't take you to Jesus. Well, a troubled Herod called together the chief priests and the scribes. He gathered religious leaders, experts in, and teachers of the law. Herod summons them, and he inquires of them where the Christ was to be born. In other words, if the wise men were right that a king was born, Herod wants to know where. Where was the long-awaited, long-promised king supposed to be born? Verse 
And the religious leaders answer, Bethlehem. Bethlehem, a town about six miles south of Jerusalem. Bethlehem, a small town famous as the childhood home of David. David the shepherd, David the musician, David the giant killer, David the king. And the reason the religious leaders knew the answer to Herod's, Herod's question was scripture. God's word. They quote the prophet Micah chapter five. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. The star guided the wise men to Jerusalem. And scripture takes them to Bethlehem. Creation got them to Jerusalem, but God's word points them to the king. God's word gets them to Jesus. The star only gets you so far. Nature only gets you so far. Reason or philosophy or feeling or experience only gets you so far. They might get you to Jerusalem. But to get to Bethlehem, to get to the king, to get to Jesus, you need God's word. You need the scriptures. And when these wise men hear the scriptures, they go. When these Gentile pagans hear God's word, they go. They go to Bethlehem. And notice the scribes don't. The chief priests don't. Herod doesn't. But the wise men do. Those who were outside of God's covenant go to the king. But before they leave, Herod calls them secretly, telling them that when they find the king to let him know, because he wanted to go too. He wanted to worship too. But only the Magi go to Bethlehem. And as they follow God's word, seeking the king, once again, the star appears. But now they view the star through the lens of the scriptures. Now they view the star through the truth of the scriptures. Both are leading to Bethlehem. Both are leading them to the king. Scripture, God's word, must be the lens through which you look at life. Through which you look at your life through which you look at the world around you. Because there are many words in this life, words that would speak to you, words that would strive for your attention, words that would seek to inform you or influence you, words that would seek to be the authority in your life. Whether that is creation, science, reason, philosophy, feeling, experience, or, or, or something else. There are times when they speak the truth. It's like the star. But there are times when, when, when they get twisted and speak lies. Because we live in a world that's broken. We live in a world that's fallen. We live in a world that's sinful. We live in a world where an enemy prowls to, that seeks to keep you from the king. And there are times when both the star and God's word will point you to Bethlehem, will take you to the king, and there are times when they won't. Listen to God's word. Follow God's word. It will always lead you to the king. 
Well, the star came to rest. The, <clears throat> the star stopped moving. And, and listen again to the reaction of the wise men when this happened. This is in verse 10. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. At long last, their journey was an end. Here was the king whose birth was spoken by a star. Here was the king that they sought. Here was the king that they longed to see. A child. And when they came into his presence, these wise men fell on their faces. These wealthy scholars fell on their faces before this child and worshiped him, offering him gifts fit for a king, luxurious presents, costly treasures, gold, spices, perfume. You don't need a star. Unlike the wise men, you don't need a star. You, you have God's word and you've heard it. You've heard it today. God's word points you to the king. A child, a child born in Bethlehem, son of Mary, son of God, a child who is Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, God come in person, God come to save you, Jesus. For this child grew into a man, a man who taught of the kingdom, a man who healed the blind and the lame and the afflicted, a man who raised the dead, a man who was betrayed, tried, beaten, humiliated, a man who was nailed to a cross. And there, high and lifted up, and there, with the crown of thorns upon his head, there he was proclaimed king. And though it was done in mockery, it was true. But this king of the Jews is king of kings. And he conquers by his death. Because through his death, he gives you life. He gives you forgiven life. He gives you forever life. Are you seeking a king? Have you been following a star? The star only gets you so far. Today you've heard the scriptures. Today you've heard God's word proclaim the King, Jesus, Lord and Savior. Receive him. Receive him like a gift. Because he is a gift, God's gift to you, God's gift of love to you. Receive him by faith. And if you already have, Rejoice, rejoice this Christmas. Like the wise men, rejoice exceedingly with great joy at the birth of the King who was born for you. Worship him, worship him, son of Mary, son of God. Bring him your life, bring him your gifts, bring him your best, lay it before him, offer it to him in love. The wise men, were warned in a dream 
after they had found the king that they were seeking, after they worshiped him and gave him gifts, they were warned in a dream. The Lord warned them, don't go back to Herod. Don't report to Herod. And so they returned to the east by another way. They took another road. Once you come to this king, your life will never be the same. Once you come to this king, you'll be transformed. And you can't go back. You can't go back the same way. You can't take the same road. You go a different way. The way of the child born in Bethlehem. The way of the king. The way of love. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 